Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. So today we have a returning guest on, Mr. Ricky Dobbs. And I just wanted to kind of check in and see what he's up to. And because with all this political stuff going on, not saying we're talking about it, I do know that he's going to run for president in 2040. So I felt it was a great time to have our future president on. So without further ado, Mr. Ricky Dobbs. Twin wings, Finnerty left, Doyle right, Murray the fullback. Doyle comes in motion to the left. Dives on a run to the left. A dive and a touchdown. An NCAA record. Green motion from the right wing. Dobbs off play action looking to throw. And Ricky's going to be able to hook up with Jones down the middle of the field. Catching inside the 20 and running into the Uh, Katani the fullback, Doyle motions right to left, Dobbs off the face of Katani, running it left, a Navy touchdown, a Navy victory! Dobbs 
Jones on a rollout to the right, looking to throw, pulls up, releases deep downfield for John Howell, makes the catch at the 35, feeling away to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, goodbye, touchdown, maybe! Twin slots for the mids, Curry motions to the right. Now up the inside pick, runs it left, slips ahead, at the five for the touchdown for Navy. Ricky Dobbs again breaking a tackle and route to the end zone. Freema, I appreciate you coming on. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. Of course. So, you know, during everything that's going on, I felt it was a good time to have you back on, Mr. 2040. That's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I read some things in your um, autobiography that Alan written up um, that you had Obama. You know, President Obama, I still say President Obama, like, signed, was it like your... Um, trophies your hats what was that okay so uh this happened while i was at the naval academy i um we went there like when he first got inaugurated of course before he got inaugurated i had said that i was going to be the first black president before okay. he even ran so in 2006 is when i said it uh initially and then in 2007 i said it in an interview on national tv oh, in wow. seven and eight and then while he was running then when he got inaugurated in uh, the January of 2009, um, we was going to the White House after winning the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Uh, the Navy football team, uh, once we won the Commander-in-Chief trophy, we was going to the White House to meet President Obama. And I was like, man, like, I'm going to get noticed by him some, by, like, some way. 
So I was like, we gave him a helmet that was like his gift that year. We okay. gave him a helmet and all the players signed it. And what I said, I was like, he gonna I get my like autograph on there. And then in five places, like in the front, the back, both sides, and on top of the helmet, I wrote Ricky Dobbs on there um, five times just so if whenever he'll look at it, he'll be rotating around and be like, dang, either they got like five. <laughs> or five. So okay. we there that many times. Uh, so the next year when we went, when we would go, uh, Given if we went, which we ended up going, I was like, he's. I want him to call me out and be like, "Who is this Ricky Dobbs guy?" And it just so happened though that next year uh, he called me out for breaking okay. the NCAA record, and he basically endorsed me for uh, running for president too. Wow, that's amazing! So your strategy worked, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, it, it worked. So I know the last time you you were on, we kind of didn't go into too much detail because that was kind of the end um, when you mentioned that. So what made you decide, you know what, I want to run for president one day? What what came in your mind that said that's something that you want to do and that you're going to do? Uh, so it started in high school. Um, when I was in high school, I guess pretty much before that, but in high school is when it became like to be labeled as me being like a a politician. Okay. Um, so, because I knew, just, I know just about everybody, and I, I made it a point to go around to some of the kids who most people were probably wouldn't talk to in high school who were considered like the uncool, less popular kids. Mm -hmm. And I would always make conversation and ask them how they're going. And then, uh, one of the things I started doing, uh, more so my senior year, is during my lunch period, um, I would go around. I had this little motto. I was like, you know, how Jesus, they say in the Bible, Jesus, like, wash your feet. I used to go around and scratch people back. Okay. So at lunch, I would go around and people who didn't know me, and I didn't really know them. This is my way of getting to know them. I would go around and then I hit pat them on the back. And then I'd be scratching their back while I'm talking to them. Like, hey, man, how you doing? what's going on, and I'm introducing myself. And then some of them already knew who I was, but they just never had any kind of interaction. Right. So that's so a strategy right it. there. That's a marketing strategy. Exactly. So I was doing <laughs> that through, like, all the lunch periods. <clears throat> and then another thing in high school, I was one of the students who the teachers, like, would allow to skip, like, parts of class. Um, and I never got in trouble for it, only because the real reason – like everybody would be like, you know, all the kids would be like, you know, the teachers give me special privilege just because I'm a quarterback and all this stuff. Or mm -hmm. I also play basketball in high school too. Okay. Uh, but I was like, you know, they ain't got nothing to do with that. The real reason that they let me do this uh, is because I used to keep all of my friends who I grew up with or just kids who would be like problem child, mm -hmm. problem children uh, for disrespecting teachers and or just trying to cut class, I would be policing, getting them to go to class and do different oh, wow. things. Like, so that was the real reason why nobody really, a lot of people didn't really see that except for the kids that was like in trouble a lot. Right. So I would be going to talk to different students, telling you know, like, man, just sit down and be quiet in class or get to class. And for that, they gave me this uh, award called the Faculty Cup uh, because all the teachers 
was on my side, like was, you know, grateful for the interaction that I had and the respect that I had from all the students. So they gave me that uh, because I helped them out a lot. And then they was like, you know, you're such a politician, all of this. And I was like, you know, and they, they nicknamed me. I used to, I was called in high school the mayor. And, oh, wow. Uh, that name has actually stuck with me, the mayor of many places out there. So they, you know, called me the mayor a lot of places because of this politician-like demeanor that I have as far as right. and getting to know people and all of that stuff. But for me, it just come from a genuine, genuine spot in my heart. And then I, I looked at it and I was like, you know, me being the ultimate people's person, you know, in life, I, you know, uh, just going back to one of the things we talked about in our last session as far as, you know, some of the dreams and goals that you have and figure, figure out what your passion is. And my passion is people. So I was like, you know, me being a people's person, the ultimate people person, in my opinion, is the president of the United States. You can have the biggest impact on the world. Absolutely. So I was like, why, why, why not run for president? Try to make the world a better place one smile at a time. And, Absolutely. Uh, so I was like, you know, I'm going to run for president. And then that stuck on. I went to the Naval Academy Prep School in 2006 after I graduated. And then the same kind of talk was from this guy, Mr. Kazee. And uh, he was a doctor there uh, for the all the sports guys and stuff. So he was like, he said, Ricky, you should run for president. I said, yeah, I'm going to run one day. And then with the conversation with him is the, the day that I picked the year. In 2006, I told him, I said, I'm going to run for president in 2040. Wow. And not really thinking too much of it. Uh, turns out, you know, years later, I figured out that 2040 is the actual election year. Uh, if long as no nothing tragic happens, and right, right, of course, but it's an election year, so I'll run in 2040 and then get inaugurated in 2041. Oh, you claiming it, honey? You are claiming it. <laughs> so, do you feel like you have to act a certain way, put on a certain persona? Is it certain things that you would want to do but can't do because you know that you have this path that you're taking? Is it hard? So that's one of the things that I would like to say, you know, that I'm going to try to have a unique pro approach to. Because I've had some friends of mine who, you know, care a lot about uh, my aspirations and whatnot. So they was telling me, you know, Ricky, you got to make sure that you're doing this and doing that and not doing this and that. And, you know, I looked at it and I was like, you know, why, um, why would I not live my life? Because the things that you go through in your life is kind of get you to a point, um, get you to a point to where you're actually like, where you learn from some of your mistakes. And so I was just like, you know, this is going to be very like a pivotal point for me to where I'm going to use this as not really watch and live my life cautiously. I'm going to live my life to the fullest and then occur, you know, things that I, you know, mistakes along the way. But I really understand that those mistakes and stuff in life is what help you be that better person. So if I live cautiously, I might not learn all the lessons that I need to learn in order to be the best presidential candidate. Absolutely. So Absolutely. they were like, well, how are you going to come back there? You, you know, you probably shouldn't drink. You probably shouldn't do this. And I was like, well, look, my, this, this is going to be like, you know, first time in the interview where I'm, I, I said this to a couple of people, but this is going to be one of my pitches. And this, we're going to be able to look back on this 
20 years from now, looking back 20 years ago and say, this is one of the first times that I said it. Uh, because it was like, you know, Ricky, you need to watch what you're doing. And I'm like, this is going to be my pitch. You know, me, I'm no better than you are. I am the American people. I'm just like you. I'm just asking you to be the representative. I don't think that I'm better than you. So please don't put me on this pedestal to where I be looked at as the person who has like, you know, who walks on water. Like I'm 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 the same as you. And there are things that I've done in my past that I wish I might not have done. Uh, but at the same time, those things actually helped me become the person that I am. So Absolutely. and I'm gonna put it out there to anybody who is gonna be a critic and say, I'm saying now if you have things in your life. If you lived your life and don't have things that you wish you might not have done that made you better, then by all means, you're too perfect. You're more perfect than I am. So you come up here and I will endorse you to run for president. (laughs) (laughs) That's good because it's the truth. And I say this all the time without our life experiences, without our, I don't want to say failures, but without going through things, how do we know what you know, we need to get better at or, you know, how are we going to grow if we don't, you know, fail a little bit or or you get what I'm saying? Like, we're not perfect. So I appreciate you saying that because I would want a president that is, you know, relatable, that can understand that been through things, you know. So I think that's a good thing. I think that's a very, very good thing. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'll be 33 at the end of this month. And uh, through 32 and some changed years in my life, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've learned, you know, life is a, a lot of life is about relationships. Right. And, you know, whether that's in person or through some type of medium, whether it be the TV or uh, the telephone, whatever the case may be. But a lot of times people don't don't really think about the word relationship. Right. The, the root, the key word in there, the root word is relate. So if you have a president or a person that is in a position that you can relate to, um, then you're going to have like feel at least feel like you have a relationship with that person. Like just for instance, uh, not many people can look at President Trump right now and feel like they have a, per- a relationship, feel like they have a personal relationship with him because it's mm-hmm. not that you might not might be able to relate with him on. So that's why, you know, and another one of my endorsements, uh, uh, I'm giving away one of these nuggets. He told me, uh, former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates, he told me, he said, uh, Ricky, get involved in as much as you can and at least do it for three years. Because that's when you become three years is the amount of time it takes to become what they consider to be an expert at something. Okay. then nobody can be able to question you about all those things. Because me in the Navy, I'm a service welfare officer, and it's been said that, you know, our motto is we're a jack of all trades because we do a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my motto in my life, based off of that advice and just how I am naturally, is I'm a jack of all trades and a master of many. So get involved in a lot. So that way, by the time I get ready to run for president, I'm going to get to a point and then a lot of the American people are going to be like, man, this guy, he had NFL aspirations, didn't mm-hmm. make it, but he had the aspirations, played football on a collegiate level, 
served in the uh, the military, and then became like involved with kids, um, doing a whole lot of things. So I'm gonna try to you know get involved with all these things to so a lot of the American people can be able to relate to me and the things that I'm trying to uh, trying to do uh, as far as the way it comes with the country, the city, or whatever aspect and uh, area that I decide to run in. Absolutely, absolutely. So where are you located now? Uh, I'm in Northern Virginia. In Virginia, okay, so you're not far from us. So um, being that you're you're running for president in 2040, like, are you already out there? Like, I know you mentioned children and things of that sort. Are you already out there in the community? Like, what are you doing now to go ahead and continuously mold yourself for this? Uh, so one of the best things that I do now is just kind of keep the conversation going. Uh, that and then, uh, well, and most of the time, I, I've been slacking off on it the last year and a half since I just came from Bahrain. Uh, but I have a nonprofit uh, foundation where I try to reach back and do events and stuff for kids but okay. to uh, kind of push them on the right track. Um, <clears throat> and then just to continue to network, uh, being in the Navy, um, trying to push, the, you know, reach out to those individuals who are in positions of power and just continue to develop relationships with people who are my peers below and above uh, as well, because. 20 years from now, who knows where a lot of them are going to go. Absolutely. But I'm pretty sure a lot of our paths will cross again. And I'm if I'm position, they might have a different area of expertise. Like, for, for instance, you, I'm going to use you when it comes to mm-hmm. time for campaign and all that. So mm-hmm. that I come across to be able to help me to make it a community effect. Absolutely. So <laughs> networking would be, to answer your question, it would be to keep it right now, keep the conversation going. So when people won't lose sight of it, and two is to continue to network and uh, build relationships. That is that, and that's absolutely what we need. You know, to go for someone said, "Go for it, brother." He already put it in there. He said, "When I get inaugurated," you know, so he's already put it out there. he said, but yes, Freema, is right to start to get your name out there. Absolutely. Because Ricky Dobbs is going to be a household name in the future for our children. Our children are going to be voting for Ricky Dobbs, you know, when they become grown. So it's good to start now. It's never too early. So, you know, like this is amazing. And I feel good. Not saying I'm psychic, not saying I have some powers or whatever, but just to know I'm speaking with our next president. And 2040 feels great. And like I told you before, I'm definitely, I don't know, how old would I be in 2040? Oh, my God. I'll be old. You won't be that old. I promise you I'll be old. But as they say, black don't crack. So I'll still be looking good while I'm helping you campaign (laughs) for your presidency. I plan on doing that. I do want to ask you this. And, of course, you don't have to answer if you feel uncomfortable um, about it. But with everything that's going on that went on that I pray does not continue to go on in our near future, there was a big thing with the Black Lives Matter, you know, with the peaceful protests and everything. And then now I see that supposedly there may be an armed protest in the future. If you were president, like, how do you feel or what do you know as far as how would you like, how would you handle such situations? How would you try to disengage, if that's a word, 
something from happening in that manner, you know, an armed protest, like what would you say to the world, you know, as President Ricky Dobbs, what would you say to kind of cease everything that's, that has went on? Um, so one of the things that I would say is, you know, I would definitely put my voice out there to be able to tell, you know, the American people, number one, based off our constitution, they do have the right to protest. So the means that you protest, that's one thing I would tell them to consider. Coming out armed and all of that, what's the purpose? Right. If, if you were coming out armed, that means that you're planning to meet resistance with resistance. Right. So just remind them that there is a difference between protest, which means that I will, we being the government, we will be put in place just to and make sure things don't get out of hand. But we have to be armed. But right. if you're there unarmed, then that will let me know. Okay, as a, if I'm a government official or a police officer or National Guard, whoever it may be. Now I have a group of individuals who are coming up unarmed. That means that they don't intend to meet me, the government, with resistance. Right. So that means I could tone things down. But when you have uh, armed protests, that is a whole nother message. So now the, the light that we should as a government or anybody, mm -hmm. like just as an example, if I plan, if I told you I'm gonna come to your house, I don't agree with the things that you might have said or done. Mm -hmm. Then, and I'm gonna come there peacefully. I'm just gonna come there, and I want to talk to you. Now you gonna you got the right to defend your house because it's your house. So you can come right. out and talk to me. You might have a gun, or somebody might have a gun to make sure things don't get out of hand when we talk, just so you can hear me out, hear my protest. But now if I tell you I'm coming to your house and I'm coming armed, now you're going to have a different look. look Absolutely. At a different approach. Now you're going to be geared up to protect yourself and protect your home. It's the same way. So given like just using because what you asked, the Black Lives Matter event, I don't think that it should have been met with that type of of resistance like mm -hmm. uh, from the government it should not have been there because it was a peaceful protest nobody was armed right but uh to know that people the, the same way any other protest now if that's going to be the way that they're going to meet our protest then that needs to be a way that the government we will meet our protest right right you're armed or unarmed we're going to come with this same resistance like we we don't want you to do this but then now what am I doing as a government? I'm trying to shut down your right to protest. So you have a right to protest, but I don't think, I, I mean, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong because uh, I ain't read it uh, verbatim to know, but I don't think that it says that we have the right to protest with uh, resistance or with arms because the amendments are separate. Right. We do have the right to bear arms. But it doesn't say we have the right to bear arms at a protest. At a protest. So, I mean, it, it is tricky. But now, I digress. I'm going to go back and try to answer your question. If you said what I would say, like I would, I would tell people today, if you are going to come come and protest, 
Uh, make sure, <coughs> excuse me, make sure that you come here correctly. Right. These are, are all fine. I would, I would come here and then I will hear you out. And if I was a president, we will hear you out. But if you come here armed, we don't need to hear you because now you're not coming out. You're, you're coming to show force. Yeah, you're already coming with a whole different mindset, you know, yeah. like. So and then and, and really what that is, is it's a threat. It's an idle threat. I, I'm coming with a gun because I'm telling you, if you don't hear me or if I don't get my way, I'm prepared to use this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the differences, <clears throat> the differences. And I mean, I don't agree with the way things have been going. Um, I mean, and it, 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 it's only showing two colors, which right. is a reality where no matter how much people will try to deny some of the truths that we have here in America, I mean, you can deny it all you want, but all you got to do is just look at the differences. Absolutely. Yeah. Where, where do you think the world, where do you think the U.S., where do you think we'll be in 2040? What battle, and I hate to say battle, but what do you feel you'll be taking on? Like, what do you, what is your <clears throat> vision? What do you think will be going on in 2040? So based off of, I'm only speaking based off of history. Right, right. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think it may be the same battle. Really? Because based off of history, way back when, it was fighting the same battle, different ways, and it still has been no reform. No no change, none of that. It's it's coming in a different light. You know, and I, I'll, I truly hope that it's not, it doesn't escalate and get out of hand to where right. it be like fighting this battle from a whole different uh, point of view. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I hope, I hope within 20 years um, we uh, a drastic change, which the first thing I think is the recognize, the record, the recognition. We recognize it and then admit it. And then we can address it accordingly. Because the more and more Absolutely. you try to like, say this is not it, and then try to cover it up, sugarcoat it and all this stuff, we need to face it head on. And then Absolutely. I agree. See, see a change. <laughs> I agree 100%. 100%. Um, you know, and of course, you know, with our interviews, I don't like to keep you too long, but not even to switch paths that we're taking, but just on a lighter note, when you're campaigning, why, like, what is expecting, expecting, excuse me, of the people that's campaigning for you? Like, or is it just more of like a promotional aspect? Look at me, so I know what my job entails when it comes. Is it more of a promotional aspect, putting you out there? Like, what does that entail? Is that something you're already working on so you'll know what you want when that time comes? So um, as far as the campaign, what my campaign, I think is going to be one of the things, is, of course, is the equality. OK, So not more so me. It's going to be just the aspirations and like the vision that we're going to be promoting. And hopefully that will be associated with me because I'm going to talk about it so much. Um, <clears throat> so when we're promoting it. We're going to promote it by everybody who's involved in the campaign and is going to promote it by 
their living also, their interactions and living. Yeah, Because we're all going to pay for the same stuff and, you know, push out the same kind of information. We'll push out the same, uh, you know, I don't want to say, because I do have some of the stuff I already know, you know. I, That's I what I wanted to ask, but I was like, let me not put him on Front Street because I want to know, like, 2040 is, you know, I don't want to say too far because these years be rolling around, but do you already kind of know what you're going to stand for? Do you already know what, you know, your commercial is going to be about? Do you know what President Ricky Dobbs stand for already? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Wow. Okay. I have the idea. Now, of course, through these years, it may change. Mm -hmm. But so I'm going to tell you, this this is where a lot of this is probably so far, I think, my entire life. My 10th grade year, I was a sophomore in high school. And that was probably the most creative year of my life so far. Because even, even now, still today, 32-year-old me is looking at 16-year-old me and taking some of the things that I had as ideas then and kind of like tweaking it and, you know, trying to expand, expand on it. So, like, I created, like, my uh, my autograph that I was going to have for <laughs> my whole, the whole time. I was in 10th grade when I said that at, that I was gonna, I wrote, I even wrote my mom. I had said I was gonna be, uh, go to the NFL and all this stuff. And then I said the president too. But I told my mom, wrote her a letter and told her that I was gonna, uh, I wrote it in eighth grade, but then I fine tuned it in mm-hmm. uh, my sophomore year when I told her that I was gonna take care of her and I was gonna be someone that everybody looks up to at some point. Um, let me see. I said that I wanted a, a girl for my first child. Okay. And I came up with her name when I was in the tenth uh, grade. Uh, <laughs> she's six now today. <laughs> uh, I, I had so many ideas as a sophomore in high school, and this is when I came up with something that I was going to stand on, like forever, and I still do. You and still like, do things now. This is going to be like, you know, just give you kind of a hint because I, I do it now. Every time if anybody ever seen me or, you know, had an opportunity to have a drink or a shot with me for your birthday or whatever. Y'all, everybody know what I'm going to say. Like, mm-hmm. times. and one of the things is uh, like this thing is moments. I tell everybody this is a toast of moments. Living every one of them and never let one pass you by. Absolutely. Because once it's gone, you ain't going to be able to get it back. You're not getting it back. Now, a piece of that is in this whole thing that I'm going to stand on when I run for president. Because it's going to start before that, too. When I run for mayor, governor of Georgia, and then president. So So how soon? How soon is all this going to happen? I'm excited. How soon? How soon is all this going to happen? A lot of it was dependent upon my military career. Okay. I said that I wanted to start my political, like career campaign type thing when, like, by running for mayor of my hometown, Georgia. <clears throat> but so if I retire from the military, uh, that'll put me in retirement at twenty thirty, so ten years. Okay. Okay. So I have about between nine and ten years of what I thought if I retired 
uh, from the military, from the Navy uh, to 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 do the whole little track as far as running for mayor, governor, and then trying to run for president. It's a short, short timeline. But right now, with this track at all, I may be out of the Navy active duty by uh, May of 2022. Oh, wow. That will speed things up to where I could kind of, you know, plant my feet and get things rolling and start becoming big. Like now, the first thing that I want to do is expand on my uh, nonprofit to be able to make a footprint into the community. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, wow. So this is going to come sooner than you expected if, you know, you do to retire in 2022. Yep. Wow. So, um, Miss Sandra West Williams said, do you have a vision and a mission statement? Just something to think about. Yeah, so uh, I have a now I have that for my nonprofit. I have the the vision and mission statement, but now as far as my for president, a lot of that stuff uh, is gonna kind of work off of each other, right? Uh, uh, because the the plan that I had set forth is is gonna be like a little stepping stone all the way through. So from <clears throat> things I used to say when I was playing football at the Naval Academy, uh, different things from what I was telling kids and just stand what I stand on, my core values, to what I'm going to uh, in, incorporate with the, in my nonprofit to when I start campaigning. A lot of that stuff is going to be building blocks to step off of each other. And then at the end of it all, it's going to put everything together. Wow, that's amazing. I'm proud of you. I must say that. Uh, Miss Sandra Williams also said the word said, write the vision and make it plain. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hey, love it. Oh. <laughs> I love it. But um, Ricky, you know oh, what? Okay. I, I, Sandra, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. To Miss Sandra, uh, mm-hmm. like she said, she's gonna write the vision and make it plain. So the vision, uh, okay, <laughs> all right, that's Alec Mama. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, you know, the statement and the vision was written first, and everything else was kind of like going back, so backtracking so I can continue to lead back up to it. Until it is and it is plain. It's real simple and it's going to be straight, direct but I just can't wait to be able to put everything into fruition to be able to put it all together. Well, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited because I was able to meet you. You get what I'm saying? Even from the first time and just to know to meet somebody with that type of vision, that type of you know, um I don't know, just someone who who wants to make a change because that's my 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 goal is to make a change, you know, in a community where there's giving knowledge by having you guys on just just spread knowledge verbally. You know, if you can't do it any other way, let's share our knowledge verbally, help somebody else out. So to meet someone like you and know that you're going to make it and that's your vision. It's been your vision since school is amazing so I am honored to have met you I appreciate you coming on 100% um, Ms. Williams said good job um, good job let's work and get ready to go absolutely yes ma'am absolutely. I'm excited because I know that I am going to help you any way shape or form that I can when that time comes or even before that time comes so, you know, we kind of have the same goals is to help people make a change. And, and that's what I want to do. So I'm willing to help you in any way I can 
So just, you know, keep me abreast, keep me in the know and let me know whatever it is I can do to help on my end. Um, before we do end, because I don't want to hold you too long. Is there anything else, any knowledge, any motivation, any um, inspirational words that you would like to give to the viewers? Um, one of the things I would definitely say is um, don't wait till tomorrow. Start now. Whatever it is that, you know, that you've been thinking about doing, you know, if you, whether it's eating right, working out, and this is also a message to myself. <laughs> Don't wait till tomorrow, start today. Start today. Tomorrow is not promised. And that, that ties back into the moments. You got to live in every moment and start at that time because the next one is not promised. So. Absolutely. That's the best advice you can give because we have procrastinators out there. We have people to say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. Do it today. Write it down before you forget about it because right. we do forget things, you know. So, Ricky, again, um, I appreciate you coming on. It means the world to me just to know that I have met you, that you were willing to come on a second time. And that I know that I talked to our president before he became president. So I'm going to pop my collar on that one. Um, Miss um, West said that it's correct. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Absolutely. Stand behind it. You know, don't let nobody influence you unless it's the right way. So, Ricky Dobbs, we're going to go ahead and end it here. I want to thank everybody that tuned in, that, um, you know, asked questions, gave feedback, like, comment, shared. I appreciate all of you. Ricky, I appreciate you coming on. It means the world to me. And she said, and last, you believe it before you see it. Absolutely. Believe in yourself. Absolutely. And as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, peace and love. Wait, Freeman. Huh? Where's your drink? <laughs> oh, uh, right here. Bam. Okay. So, cheers. We're gonna cheers really quickly to to we're cheersing to future president Ricky Dobbs, twenty forty, and Miss Let's Sip and Talk, which I'm probably not gonna say that on a campaign. But Medell Kennedy is campaigning in Orangeburg. For future president Ricky Dobbs. Cheers. To the moment. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> look, last time we said we ain't gonna make this. You're right. You're absolutely right. 100 percent Thanks for catching me on that. I'd be so engaged in the moment because this is exciting for me to be honest with you, but that's why. That's all. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. And stay on for me once we disconnect, okay? Okay. All right, great. Peace and love, everybody.